Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. A couple of weeks ago, um, Pastor Fedi was hinting at this season and what we should expect next year, and he used one word. He called it greatness. Greatness. You know, quoting from the book of John, I believe chapter 16, Jesus Christ said, he that believes in me, this works, the person will do them. Now said, greater than this, the person will yet do. Now, the thing about greatness is that it, it doesn't happen by accident. Greatness is intentionally planned, prepared for, and executed. In fact, greatness is first believed, envisioned, seen, planned, prepared for, and then executed. If it didn't take that kind of rigorous planning, everybody would do it. So even though everybody can, not everybody is willing to give it what it takes. And then um, one of the things that should happen, Jesus Christ said, if a man wants to build a tower, he should first count the cost and then see if he's able to do it. <laughs> you know, the things that Jesus says are interesting. Um, what I want to do today is um, something I tie to self-examination. It's, it's that simple. So if you have a pen and a piece of paper, it really help because it's something that you want everybody to write at some point. If you don't have a pen and a piece of paper, use your phones, use your um, notepad. You know. I understand this 2021, so not everybody has scrolls. Yeah, it's fine, it's cool. The important thing is to use it. Right, so I'm going to start from a few scriptures. The first scripture is Psalm 90 and verse 12. It's a popular scripture that we tend to use for birthdays, but really it's, it's not just birthdays, right? It's any time we feel the need to reflect. The Bible says, teach us to number our days that we may apply our heart to wisdom. There's a scripture I really want to read. It's Proverbs 25, 21 verse 5. Very important. This would be Proverbs 21 verse 5. I want to read that one. I don't want to say it from my head. It's talking about the plans of the diligence, but uh, I want us to read it so that everybody will look at it. Right? Proverbs 21 verse 5 is going to be like a guide to what we'll be doing. Proverbs 21 verse 5. I want to read from Amplified, then I will do KJV. Or let me do KJV first, then Amplified. KJV says, The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness, but of everyone that is hasty only to want. Let me read it in Amplified. Amplified version says, The plans of the diligent lead 
surely to abundance and advantage. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance and advantage. So, scripture here is giving us an ironclad guarantee that if you are diligent and you make plans and you follow them through, okay, yes, if you don't follow them through, you don't end the right to be called diligent, right? But the plans of a diligent lead surely to abundance and advantage. One of the interesting things about this kind of scriptures is that it doesn't say the plans of a diligent Christian or the plans of a diligent American or the plan of a diligent Yoruba man or the plans of a diligent pastor or the plans of a diligent uh, professor. Say the plans of a diligent anybody lead surely to abundance. Okay, so there are two parts of a plan. There is a part of a plan that is like an audit, right? You tend to audit. Hello, welcome to church. You tend to, the first thing is that you audit where you are. You audit um, what you have done so far. And then when you are done with that audit, you can then plan for the future. That's how organizations do it, right? They do a review of the year. And then after they have done that review with the data and the analytics, Isaac, Isaac is in church, you can, you can attest to what I'm saying. So they get the analytics from the previous year, and with those analytics, they plan for the years ahead. So there is uh, something they call diagnostic analysis, descriptive analysis, and all of that that you infer from your data. So in planning for 2021, there are, or 2022, sorry, there are two things we need to do. First, we need to do an audit of our life, or at least this year. An audit of the entire life can be a bit tedious well, audit of this year first and then you can now infer from what you see this year and then plan for the next year so first of all i want to ask everybody how has 2021 been you know usually at the beginning of the year people have plans people have resolutions i must marry this year i must get a house this year I must travel to Canada this year. I must get an MBA this year. I must make, I must blow this year, you know, and all of that. Some people have a list of prayer points. So I want to ask everybody, how has your year been before we start the audit? Who, who wants to go first? The, the, no, no, the person with the mic should start. How has your year been? Just briefly, you know, something, 60 seconds. Shoki. Good evening. Good evening. The year has been humbling. <laughs> and um, I didn't blow. Not yet. Not yet. We still have, have a couple of days to go. The blow might happen anytime. 
but I did a lot of planning and auditing this year, planning for the next phase of my life. I know my life has been very transitory. First, husband dragged me away from the state where I was, so I had to come into a new town. I had to start building from scratch. So it's been very progressive, learning, building new connections, getting to know new people. I didn't plan so much. I didn't, this year, I didn't plan so much. I didn't have a lot of plans of what I wanted to do. I knew this year was going to be more of planning and preparation for me, and it's been just that. But it's been slow, but interesting and humbling. Okay, let's, let's clap for her. Let's encourage her. Right. Praise God. Hallelujah. So um, this year, I didn't really plan the year per se. I just wanted to like get close to God and let, let everything just fall in place. And yeah, it was okay. Um, I moved from where I was staying to Lagos. Okay. Um, work has been good. I'll say um, generally the year was just okay. All right, beautiful. Let's clap for her. Let's clap for her. Twenty twenty one highlights recap. Generally, I say it's awesome, right? Um, I think twenty twenty one. I learned to live one day at a time, and. I also learned that 2021 is actually a year that I learned that um, to achieve goals is not just about the effort that is put into it, but how much of grace that is made available to achieve. So those are major things I learned in 2021. And um, I think a couple of milestones um, also. Is way on I know some of the masters. <laughs> and also a couple of battles I never expected I was ever going to fight. That's beautiful. That's and beautiful. major highlights I met Jeffrey and Chinedu. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Chinedu is not here, right? No, he's not. Okay. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Um, so, I'm um, you not know, sure. 2021 has been awesome, um, fantastic, actually. I'll say that this year, um, I didn't have plans like written on paper, but there are a couple of things that I, you know, wrote down as the year progressed, and it was amazing to see those things come to pass. Like I went through my journal today, and I was looking at some things that I wrote down, and I was I've been wondering how I achieved those things, well, I can't, if someone should ask me, how did you, I can't say it, right? Well, here I am, and uh, the highlight for me is that this year, I learned to actually love myself. Wow, uh, nice. Please, let's clap for you. Nancy, you will join, where is Sandra? Okay, no, no, but continue, so when we are done. Okay, um, hmm. I think what he said about facing battles that you never expected to face this year. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, this year has been has been unexpected. Like when I think of everything that has happened, if someone told me at January that this is like this was going to be your year, I would have been like, wait, what? 
Um, I would say the things I'm grateful for are the revelations about God, about myself. Yeah, like I was kind of put through like the fire this year and it just, it brought out things in me that I never knew were there. And I just have a deeper understanding of who I am, a deeper understanding of God and what I want out of life and what I'm going to do to get it. My year. <laughs> yeah, it has owned the year. Oh yeah, guys, my year. So this year has been like the first for me all my life. Like I'm a cruise guy. Girl, I mean like we don't used to have quanta with people, like we just we just cruise, you get. But this year I had quanta. And I'm someone like if I have quanta, I don't sleep, I don't rest. Yeah, but lately I'm learning I'm learning how to even with quanta, like if when I mean quanta, I don't mean like trouble issue in life, don't I normal get, but I mean like with somebody, like a disagreement of some sort. And I'm just and I realized that so mean why it has, it has been this way, because all my life I've not had I've least found it to I can bend. But this one there was I don't confront, I don't confront people. So I don't confront. So this year, it's like, you know that kind of thing that I wish I can, I can carry the issue on, you get, and throw it away. But no, it's just, and I've been partnering with this since February, this year, and it has been crazy for me. So I literally have been, this year, you know that kind of thing, like, we have to, we have to pray every day. Like, how do I put this? I cannot help but call God every day. Ask for help every day. <laughs> you get and and God has been faithful, really. Yeah, he has really been faithful financially. Yes, what I wrote on the paper, beginning of the year. Oh God, this morning, like that's no blue. It's like it's just nice to see that you wrote something at the beginning of the year. At the end of the year, this is what you are receiving. You understand? So yes, that was fine. And but yeah, joy is a feature. I had to consciously learn that that um, I'd rather put it like you should um no no not, not that like you fight to rest um yeah labor to labor to rest you get so it has been a lot of that for me this year and yes I thank God for that. All right, awesome. let's let's go for it. Twenty twenty one has been awesome. And uh, for me, it has been a year to learn new things, to actually uh, just let go and trust God. One of the major highlights of 2021 um, is being in tribe. To me, that's a major highlight because coming down to Lagos, I was like, Ah, if I was in Port Harcourt, at least they aspire to help you. You understand? And then yeah, I was telling a friend, I, 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 I went to very good churches, but I was telling a friend, Kai, I'm, I'm missing something. I need a family I can just, just pour myself, just be vulnerable with, and and you won't have any cause of being afraid. You know, there's a place you just go, you worship from afar. 
you just worship from afar. You you do every possible thing, but when commitments start coming, you just because you just know. But tribe is tribe is a place, and um, I would say the people in tribe. Yeah, being in tribe it has helped me to achieve most of the things I looked forward to achieving this year. It brought it brought flesh to most of my dreams. Yeah, most of the people helping me are here, and. You know, when you're praying to God about something, I, 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 I told Chinedu that November and December has been the best months in this year. You just receive what you've been looking for from the beginning of the year. God is saying, just relax. Just relax. And the scripture he gave me from the beginning of the year was when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we're like them that dream. And uh, he just told me this would be your year of laughter. So... 2021 has been good. I took some bold steps. You know, when some word comes to you, it gives you impetus for action. So as it hits me, I'm like, even when you want to be lazy, it's too strong to keep some things back. And so, yeah, most of the things were not planned, but yeah, it's, yeah, we move. We just, the ability to be flexible, the ability to trust God. And the ability to believe that there's actually more. And above all, the gift of a family. Yeah, that's the major highlights of 2021. All right, let's clap for him. Nelson. Where is Sandra? Hi. He has a mic. You don't have to. <laughs> <clears throat> um, okay, let me pick up from where I stopped concerning tribe. Um, yeah, I've been in tribe for... This year has been a great thing for me. Uh, considering the fact that I didn't want to wear face masks, that's why I end up here. But <laughs> it's all good. So I kind of like, let me use the word, it's a stumble, but God really ordering my steps this year. So I just found myself doing some of the things that I would like, oh, I would want to do these things you know, somewhere in the future. And then one day I just woke up, oh, I'm doing them. And um, this year has been great. Anyway, economically, it's it's been great. Like, I've not seen my account rate before this year. And every time it goes, and I used to be very broke before COVID, very, very broke. Was, but I've not seen that. I I know how, I'm really grateful for how God has used me you know, in terms of giving financially, and I'm not even thinking about it, you know, without even stressing that how it will be. But, you know, things have come my way like unexpected. Yeah, and it's it's been a great year. I'm enjoying what I'm doing, you know. And the it looks very bright, like very, very super bright, the next year coming forth in the things I'm doing now. Yeah. Let's clap for him. Uh, I think Eben is the only person that's not said something. <clears throat> okay, um, 2021 has been quite challenging, but not without its blessings. Um, you know, when you, when you look at some things in your work with God and like, ah, I'm not yet ready for this kind of, you know, not ready to be working for God in this aspect you get. This year, God gave me the privilege to um, step out of my comfort zone and, you know, be be more for him. 
be more for him. And a um, couple of things I set out for the at the beginning of the year, though I've not seen some of them, but I'm grateful for how far I've come. Um, it's been a year of, I'll say it's a year of equipping, God has used it to equip me, both intellectually, world-wise, and by experience, you know, such that um, I have, have enough to swing into more action next year. So it's just been challenging, full of lessons, and, you know, equipping, let me just use that word, equipping, and helping me deal with people so more too, like relate with people. All right, please, let's clap for him. All right, so <clears throat> something that I really want everybody to do before the end of the year is to take at least a day or two days, maybe over the weekends or the public holidays, to do what is traditionally called a retreat. The idea of that retreat is to do spend time with God, do an audit of your past, and then you can uh, your present, and then you can plan for the future. Sandra, I've been looking for you. Sorry, welcome. All right, so in the book of First Corinthians 11 and verse 31, the Bible talks about self self examination, and we are going to start a bit of that now. So, <clears throat> what we'll do today is a snippet, is a preview of what I'm hoping everybody will do in that retreat. We are going to look at areas of our lives and what that retreat should be. Sometimes when people take time to think like that, there's no guide as to how they should spend that time. So many times they spend the time pressing their phone, really. People, sometimes people are forced to think and then they end up just worrying instead of planning. You know, it's the plan of the diligence that leads surely to abundance, not his worrying, not his anxiety, right? So let's do First Corinthians 11 verse 31 before we get started. First Corinthians 11 31. I want to do... Um, you know, in this life, there are two people that you must never lie to, hopefully. One is yourself, and the other one is God. There's no scenario where you should sugarcoat things for yourself or for God. So, in that retreat, you are with yourself and with God. When you are doing that kind of thing alone, you spend time to just reflect. And doing these kind of things help us to step up the treadmill for a while and just reflect and say, what have I done so far? And where am I going from here? So, First Corinthians 11 verse 31 says, I'm reading the Amplified Reaction. It says, but if we evaluated and judged ourselves honestly, recognizing our shortcomings and correcting our behavior, we will not be judged. The idea is that every once in a while we should check the things that we are doing wrongly because oftentimes our lives and our results shows us that there's something we are doing wrongly or there's something we don't know or there's something we are not saying properly or 
perhaps you are wrongly positioned. So there are several areas that you should check, but just for the purpose of brevity, I'll be talking about six areas that you need to check in this particular order. There are times when it's not in any particular order, but I would suggest this particular order. So the first area of your life you want to check, I, I, I want people to write because I want people to have, to even have something now before you then take that time off. So the first area of your life you should check is your relationship with God, the one that we call spiritual life, right? Your spirituality, but I, I don't like to segment life. I think it's all one. I think your spiritual life, quote unquote, is your life. Your financial life is your life. Everything is your life. So the first thing I want people to, I want us to check is our relationship with God. That's the first thing. To say, first of all, in 2021, what did I learn about God? What do I know about God now that I didn't know before? What has changed about my relationship with God? What's the new thing? What's, you know, and if there is something I've learned about God this year that I didn't know before, how did I come about that knowledge? Was it when I was listening to a particular sermon? Or was it when I was doing my Bible study? How much time have I invested in doing that same thing again? Maybe I was reading, I knew something about God when I was reading a book by Kenneth Higgin or E.W.K.M. Okay, but I read that book in February. From February till now, I've not learned any new thing about God again. I mean, like, this guy, this man wrote like maybe 30, 40 books. Shouldn't I have picked up another one, maybe I will learn something else. Or maybe I, I learned it listening to a someone by a social person. I've not listened to another someone since then. So you have to evaluate what do I know about God now that I didn't know before? How did I know it? Am I hearing from God? What's the last thing God told me? What's the last instruction I heard from God? What have I done about it? What is God telling me to do now? Or I check all the things I'm currently working on. Are they a product of my ideas or a product of what God inspired? Why am I doing them? What's my motive for doing these things? It's easy to know something that is inspired by God and something that is inspired by flesh. James said, you ask not. You ask, you have not because you ask not. He said, even when you ask, you have not because you are asking for your selfish interest so that you will spend it on your worldly lust. So, if you are pursuing something or I'm positioning myself for something, okay, I'm, I'm jumping ahead of myself now, but the idea is that what's my relationship with God like? What do I know about God now that puts me at ease in life? Um, am I going into the next year with anxiety or with assurance? You know, um, up until now, um, how when people talk about Jesus or talk about God, what's my reaction? Those are the things that you need to write down, and then you can see where you are. 
and then decide, okay, this must change. This is okay. I need to do more of this. I need to do less of this, right? So, is the first place of evaluation. And this has nothing to do with church because there's a tendency for people to start to use your time in church to measure your relationship with God. This has not. We'll come to the part of church later. This is just you and God, nobody in between. Here and there, there, can, there might be intermediaries. You know, God can use somebody to teach you something. But after you've learned that, it's you and God that is left. Well, I used an example of E.W. Kenyon's books or Kenneth Higgins' books. The two of them have gone to be with the Lord, so they are not even on earth right now. But their books are here. So an interaction you have with that still does not put anybody in between. You just learn something and then go and check if it's so. I, I'll try to be fast. So the first thing you check is your relationship with God because I, I want some feedback at some point. The next thing I would want you to check is your health. And this includes your physical health and your mental health. So how am I health-wise? A lot of people have not done medical checkup in a while, so you don't even know what your BP is like. Somebody like Ike now that has been battling Quanta since February. I think <laughs> you should check, <laughs> right? Just kidding. Um, but you should know, you should understand your state of health. How many times did I fall sick in 2021, right? How did it affect my productivity? What do I know about healing now that I didn't know before? If for any reason I fall sick again in 2022, what would I do about it? What do I know now that can help me to have more productive time? Did I exercise enough? Am I eating healthy? Am I afraid that some of the sicknesses that I witnessed in my parents that they call hereditary uh, diabetes or whatever, whatever. Uh, am I afraid now that it's going to show up in my life at some point? And what am I doing about it to make sure that it doesn't happen, you know? Uh, I've mentioned eating, right? Am I eating right? Uh, or the nature of my work forces me to eat junk food all the time. What can I do to adjust that? Can I invest more in my kitchen, you know, and all of that? Can I do exercises? Do I need to create a routine to exercise? Should I pay for a gym? Because once you pay, there's a level of commitment that should go with the money, you know. And then your mental health. How am I? Am I always anxious? Do I, am I around people who depress me, who make me feel less than I am, you know, and all of that? Can take a stock of your association, take a stock of your emotions, how you're feeling. The next thing I would want us to check is your purpose or your assignment. Do I even know why I'm on earth? Do I know why I was born? Somebody once said there are two important days in a man's life. The day he's born and the day he knows why. Do I know why I was born? Jesus Christ said, to this end was I born for this cause was I made manifest. Jesus Christ in the book of John said, for this hour have I come. In the book of Hebrews, he said, lo, I come in the volume of the books as it is written of me to do your will, O God. David said, 
our purpose, our days are written in God's books. So the idea is to find it. You know, God spoke about um, Luke spoke about Jesus. He said, and he found what was written of him in the book of Isaiah as the prophet. He says the spirit of God is upon me and you know and all of that. So there's a question of what am I on earth to do? You know for sure that there's a difference between your job and your work. There is no scenario where the essence of your life is to come, read something, to equip yourself, to work for a company, earn salaries, retire, earn gratuity, and then that's all. Life is much, 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 much more than that. So it's a time to reflect, to say, why am I here? And we've been talking about identity for a long time in tribe. So it also begs the question that, do I now know who I am? Do I now know who I am in God? Do I now know who I am in Christ? As my words, um, have my words changed? Have my disposition, has my disposition to life changed? The things I say, the things I plan, do I have a consciousness of who I am now? Am I better equipped to face life than I used to be? Do I know the very next steps to take in my life? Do I know what is for me and what is not? One of the things that knowing your purpose and your assignment does to you is that you know what to say yes to and you know what to say no to so that you are not wasting your time. You don't have enough time to do everything. You don't have enough resources. You don't have all the time in the world to be a lawyer, a doctor, an engineer, a pilot, a chef. So if somebody says, oh, there's this beautiful course, everybody should do it. Everybody should learn to do this, blah, blah, blah. It's the next generation, whatever, whatever. If you know your assignment in life, no matter how good it looks, you would be able to say no because not every good thing is good for you. But you would not know that until you know your assignment, you know. So, some it, and it's easy to go through life and not know it because you are chasing the next meal, you are chasing money, you are chasing quote and unquote success. So you do just anything that gets you there. Before you know, you can be stuck in that thing, doing it for long and never finding yourself. So. One of the benefits of having time to reflect is that you can exit that arrangement that you entered, you know, just by pursuit of success and think back and say, who am I? Why am I here? And then you can consciously decide and begin to plan your life from there. The next thing, so we've talked about three things now. First thing is your relationship with God. Second thing is your health, both your physical and mental health. The next thing is your purpose and your assignment. You know, this thing determines who you go into a relationship with, uh, this purpose and assignment. It determines where you are located. You don't want to be a, an ice hockey player and you're living in Kano State. You're not, things are not going to align very quickly, right? So it's just an example. All right, so the fourth thing that you should check is your finances. Very, very, 
very, very important. Money answers all things. Mm. It's true. So, you can take a stock of your 2021. How much did I earn this year? It's tough. It's a tough part. Because some people don't even have a clue of how money comes in and goes out. You can ask for a bank statement from your bank or your banks so that, you know, some people will be in shock that, wow, six million era passed through my hand this year. And then they look around themselves, there's no evidence that, yeah, you once had 100K, no evidence at all. <laughs> because sometimes, eh, when we live life without plan, things just happen to us. It's, for a lot of people, it's almost like when money enters your hand, somebody rings a bell somewhere for people to know that he now has money, for bills to know that he now has money. There will now be a lot of things to spend money on. Guess what? The money will go like that because there was no plan before the money came. So one of the things that happen with plans is that when, when the money comes, you can know that, okay, this I must do this thing this time, right? And... It's a problem we all have till we now decide I will not have this problem again because very few people are taught financial intelligence. They don't teach it in schools, so you are not likely to get it unless you intentionally seek it or your parents teach you intentionally. Some of these things, our parents don't know them. So, it's only a few cases that we have parents who will say, okay, I need to teach my children to be financially intelligent. So, most of the time, you have to learn it yourself. Most people learn it by pain. They learn it in pain. They learn, you know, <laughs> I had the story of a man who went into a business with somebody, right? And then the business collapsed. The business collapsed badly. So, there were two investors, right? By that summer of that year, the first investor took his family to the UK for family vacation. The second investor was like, ah, ah, ah you, ah, you just left me. How you know that our business collapsed? You are taking vacation in the UK. How come, how do you even have money to be taking vacation in the UK? I don't have anything. Investor A now said, let me teach you some wisdom. He said, in my house, I have an account. I run accounts for everything. I have a bank account that runs the family. You know, light bill, water bill, school fees, food, and all of that. I have another account for benevolence, right? So the idea is that if somebody comes to meet me, ah, my sister swallows spoon. Uh, the kidney of my uncle has gone. He said, if I check the benevolence accounts and there's money there, it means I can help you. He said, if I check that benevolence account and there's no money there, I'm not the one that God sent you to. I will just arrange you and pass you on to another person. Because I'm not going to pay for your sister's kidney at the expense of my son's fees, right? So he has a benevolence account and he puts money there regularly. Then he has family vacation accounts. Then he has investment accounts. So if you come with to him to a very beautiful idea, 
very beautiful idea. We want to buy and sell angel wings. Angels came and they left their wings in my apartments. If we just auction it on eBay, let me see the wings. Oh, the wings are nice. If I check the investment accounts and there's no money there, that investment is not for me. Because I will not buy angel wings at the expense of our food. <laughs> you can hear stories of people who, you know, sold everything they had and invested in a business idea. <laughs> Remember, one summer I preached like that, it's a problem of statistics. Right, if you hear, by the time you check the number of everybody who took that kind of risk and people succeeded, you see it's like two in 200. You now know that that's not the kind of odds you want to be playing your family's future on, right? So you will now understand how to edge your risk. So he said he gave that guy that education. So the guy said, okay. So this year, my family can't do anything. But me, I'm fine because I invested from my investment accounts. I did not just pack all the money in my house and say it's a good idea. <laughs> Marriages have ended over this kind of thing. The wife will just, I'm not doing it again. You're not a, you're not a man. Oh, plan. So one of the best times to plan your finances are times like this. Collect a, I dare you, collect bank statements from your bank. And then you will now be checking. Uh, I used 600,000 to make calls this year. Wow. Why wasn't I using WhatsApp to call? I, I just noticed that my brother recently used to call me with WhatsApp a lot. Sometimes I'm like, this network is not always good now. Use normal call. He said, Toby, we talk a lot. Use WhatsApp. <laughs> Use WhatsApp. Hey, have you have bought data? Use WhatsApp to call. And I've been borrowing that wisdom. My airtime lasts longer. <laughs> till you take stock, you won't. <laughs> till you take stock, you will not know how much damage you are doing to yourself. Till you take stock, take oh, you take stock. Guess what? Wealthy people are more careful and more accountable about their money than poor people. So, a lot of wealthy guys, the reason why they can spend so much is because they've taken stock and they know how much I can blow. Average guy does not know how much he can blow. Just sees people playing a lot of money and says, I can blow money too. So, when they pursue the child from school. So, you should, you should check, and then you can know how much you spend in a month. You can cut excesses, right? I don't need to buy a pack of food juice every month. I can take juice only on Sundays, right? And then the rest of the week, take water. It helps two things. It helps your account and your health. <laughs> Sorry, this is not the typical Bible study, right? Was I scammed this year? I said, this is not like MMM. What an opening line. You can already tell. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe the difference is just the, the name, right? Uh, I dropped 300k yesterday. See my 
see my account. They've paid me 500k. Drop 500. You see 800. Maybe you did it the first time. They gave the money back. And you now collect a pack everything. Collect money from your brother-in-law. And put it inside. Then he went. So that you can learn from me. So that it won't happen to you next year. Because there is always a new one. If you are on any WhatsApp group, you will have seen like five this year. This is the alert. Or you did crypto without, you know, you want to buy. <laughs> you want to buy a coin that was going down. Buy the deep. And then you ended up buying drip. It's fine. So you need to take stock. How many people did I borrow money this year? Did I lend money to this year? I said, I'll give you next week. See, they've said this. And then, you know, this is call it how many of my money is outside? <laughs> how many people did I lend money to this year? Do I need to change something about how I lend money? What's the pattern? of everybody that borrowed money from me and didn't pay back. And there was the pattern of people that paid. It is these things eh, that make people to be able to decipher things in 10 seconds. Somebody can be talking to me in 10 seconds and I know I'm not giving you any money, sorry. I'm familiar with this story. Meanwhile, <laughs> I heard the story of somebody eh, who sells bags and shoes. His wife sells them. And then, oh, they will finish the stock, but they don't have money. So one time, my brother was now talking with the man. The man said, my wife can sell very well. She knows how to sell. It's just that she doesn't know how to collect money. Uh, true life story. Sounds funny, but it's true. <laughs> Somebody used to call the man to take stock to say, there's nothing like selling till you collect money. You have not sold. You have just dashed. You have given people in trust. <laughs> so you need to check what's the pattern because sometimes there's something that people may say that gets to you I heard the story of somebody right who was coaching another person on what to tell somebody to collect money from the person so the idea is that if you tell him that this thing this thing is this thing he will give you the money so that means that they know your so I would call him Momo Patel. So if you take a stock of everybody you've lended money to that didn't pay you back, you can see the pattern. Okay. You know, sometimes you don't know you have a Momo button until you take stock. Then you answer, okay, oh, this is it. So next time somebody comes with that line, you know that, oh, yeah, in the WhatsApp group where they mentioned that this did format for collecting money from me. No, no, no. Not in, not in 2022. Come on. Guys, you can upgrade. So, you can have, and if you take that kind of stock, you can decide, okay, I'm not going to lend anybody anything above 10,000 because I notice that my financial capacity is not, it is injurious to me to do that. Or you can say, I won't lend anybody money over 50,000, you know, whatever. All these decisions are a product of your inference of the data you look at. And then, when you look at your accounts, you can decide, you can see that, have I been benevolent this year? Did I dash anybody anything? And then you check, and you see that, wow, I'm the people they preach against. 
<laughs> when they say, you know, the um, you know, once in a while, there's a tendency for you to abuse people that they are stingy, they are akagom and all of that. But then you can check your own life. Huh? Wow, I'm worse. And then you can, because of that, decide to change. Make sometimes you can take that kind of stock and decide. You know what? Let me start with my clothes. I have clothes that I've not worn in six months, seven months, it's part of stock. Let me look for somebody who needs it and give it out first. And that will be the reason why God is not blessing you because you are, you are not a channel. You are, a, you are not a conduit. You are a stopper. You are a block. So blockage. God will not keep <laughs> sending resources to a blockage. You are blessed to be blessed. You are helped to help others. He said, through you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Even Sometimes when you don't think like that, you can't even have big dreams because all your dreams will be inwards, not outwards. Okay, so the fourth thing you should check is your finances. We can spend all day on these finances and I don't want us to do that. So the fifth thing I want us to check is our careers, your job or your academics, whichever one, right? This career, is it, can it take me to my place of destiny? You can quickly know that if I'm supposed to be a doctor and I'm currently in LASMA, it's not, uh, the line is not straight. I have to plan to make some adjustments or make some adjustments immediately. If you are running a business, how is he doing? How, how am I relating with all my customers? This is a time for you to take a stock of everybody that's patronized you in the year and send a message to them. Thank you for patronizing GGI or whatever. I'm looking forward to doing more business with you next year. You cannot just be casual about things. The Bible says the plans of the diligent leads surely to abundance. You can send message to everybody that has helped you this year. Everybody that sent you urgent 2K, urgent 10K. Thank you. Right? You know, you can check your habits. What are the habits I have? What's the verdict about me in my place of work? Do people trust me? Was I promoted at all? Or they promoted everybody in my department except me? Or they promoted everybody? People that came... I've been in the company for five years. People that came three years ago, they promoted them, they didn't promote me. What am I doing wrong? You can take those kinds of stocks, right? It's not, it's not enough to say, I'm a child of God, plus church for me, blah, blah. Take stock. <laughs> this thing is not, it's not working the way it should work. What am I doing wrongly? What don't I know? You know, sometimes I need to take course. Did you take any course at all in 2020? Right, people are talking about different things, blockchain, web 3.0, you know, and all of that, all these new, new things. If you check the list of skills that are most sought for in the world today, which one do I have? Yeah, you can check the top 20 skills that they are looking for today. You know, maybe all your skill is petty cash book, right? <laughs> Profit and loss account. It's, it's okay, but improve. You know, take a course, two weeks course on analytical thinking, uh, problem solving, right? I, I tend to go towards creativity. I, I'm taking a course this year for no reason. 
You know, it's just one of those things. I want to stretch my mind. It's like learning Spanish. It's Isaac that is even giving me some of the materials. Scrum, something agile. I'm just learning it. Guess what? I started the course. They are telling you how to do project management, how to how to talk to board of directors, how to move developer. I'm like, wow. I this one, you know, like what my mother would say, say, no knowledge is lost. It, you will find it useful one day. This one I'm finding it useful now. And I didn't know. I, I thought I was doing it for no reason. What? <laughs> Isaac is telling me that it bring me a lot of money. <laughs> All right. Did I read books this year? There are books that uh, Pare has recommended, Thinking Fast, Thinking Slow, you know, different, different books like that. I, I tend to read mostly spiritual books and then I do the rest of my learning from learning platforms, you know, YouTube, fantastic platform, Udemy, FutureLearn, Coursera, you know, I'm learning blockchain on FutureLearn right now. Interesting class. Almost everything is video. So you just listen. There's small, small test on that was, it's a test you can do multiple times. If you do it and yeah, it's not working, go back, learn it again, do it. If it's not working, go back again. By the time you get the third time, okay, I know it now. You know, you know, one of the things that we should understand is that just because you hear a word all the time, you too, you can start to use it in a sentence, but till you take stock, you won't know whether you really know what it means or not. You can be saying blockchain, blockchain, blockchain. <laughs> until you do course before then, wow. I thought they were just linking chain together. He's, <laughs> he's ledger, guys. You know, so did I read books? Did I increase my mental capacity? Can I talk, you know, better now, right? You know, once in a while, one of the things you can do is if you look forward to speaking publicly, speak, record it, and then listen to it. Like, wow, okay. Must everybody know I'm a Yoruba person? Because <laughs> this is my P and Q. He's not helping you. I have to find a way to pronounce things properly, right? Even if you have to take a course on phonetics, then you take the course. Or maybe you have a terrible attitude. You know, some people used to add some things at the back of everything they say. <laughs> don't go there, oh. come back. Oh. I don't know why my wife is laughing because <laughs> I don't want to use that as an example. <laughs> you know, I, 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 have, I know some people who are pastors, right? Who can't speak anywhere else apart from church because there are some attitudes that they've gathered around the pulpit for long. I, if you are on TED Talk and you talk like that, <laughs> let me leave it there. So, Prepare for the future you're going to, right? You want to write a book. How many chapters have I written? What's going on? Uh, the small I've written, let me even send it to an editor to tell me if I'm making sense at all. You know, Sometimes you can just gather 150 pages and the part of it that makes sense is not up to 20. So, no, sorry, no, I hope I did not, no, no shades. I'm just here doing what God sent me. I'm doing working for the Lord. I'm doing the Lord's work. If the shoe fits, though, feel free to wear it. All right. So the sixth path. 
before we round off is relationship. How is my relationship with my parents? Do I have siblings I've not spoken to in two years? What's going on about that? Shall we continue in strife? <laughs> and as that grace abounds. <laughs> What's going on? This malice. I'm too old to be keeping malice. Right? Ah, my future is too bright for drama. You know? So settle all the drama. Just... You know, some people are very difficult. It's understandable. Just send them an apology, even if it's for purpose of record keeping. That I apologized. Whatever problem you have is your own now. Me, I'm forgiving you, and so that you can move light. You're not carrying weight. Unforgiveness can be heavy. Malice is heavy. Strife is heavy. And people cannot go to any family function because they have quarrel with too many people. Right? So, <clears throat> sometimes, because you have to be honest with yourself and be honest with God, you can say the truth about some of this strife. Was I even at fault? You know, usually, eh, when you are talking to another person about a quarrel, you are never at fault. Yes, they all ganged up against me. Really? Check. Check and be honest. If your relationship ended, you, you were already planning wedding gown and then the relationship ended. Don't just it, when you are among other people eh, it's okay to say it was his fault he's stingy, he's this, he's not sensitive. When you are alone with yourself and God begin to reflect and say what did I do wrong what could I have done better so that next year you will not be saying the same story, he's stingy he's not sensitive and then you continue like he's stingy, he's not sensitive. you will not know it's you. Sometimes not even knowing on time that this thing is not going anywhere is enough for you to say okay next time I need to do better so that I will not be having to pray restoration prayer to say God restore the years that can worm as it is so that you can spot can worm on time and say no 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 this is not a field that the Lord has blessed let me focus on it you understand so that you are not wasting time Teach us to number our days that we might apply our heart to wisdom. So this is the numbering. So that's, you know. So how is my relationship with my spouse? How is my relationship with my siblings, with my parents? You know, there's unfinished business. As we on for seven years, finish it so that you can travel light. Hallelujah. So these are six major areas that I think I really believe that we need to take a stock of. We need to take an audit of. And from your influence from these areas, you can then make better decisions for next year. You can make better plans for next year. I will do two courses next year. And I can begin to save money for it. So next time money enters your account, and then, you know, those people that they used to receive signal, receive signal, and they call you, the roof is now leaking. You can, you can pay for the Udemy course and say, we are looking up to God, right? <laughs> One of the things I've learned about life is that your excuses may be legit, but they don't help you. They don't move you to your place of success. So it may be a good time to 
eliminate excuses, right? You either have excuses or results. Choose properly which one you want to have. So these are the six areas. I hope people were writing. So I hope you guys had things written down. Is there anybody that wants to share something they wrote down, something you want to work on? I know there are like two public holidays in between now and that time. You can do it in a day. One of the things that you should also do is to take time to pray. You know, when you are done with all these things, some you will see some that will shock you. And you now know that I can't help myself with this one. God, help me. And then you pray. Right? And pray. Pray for God's help. Hallelujah. Sometimes it may be that you, you fell sick many times in the year. And you lost like a hundred days. Losing a hundred days in 365 is not a joke. Right? So, ah, God, next year. I don't want to fall sick. I will not fall sick. I will be healthy. You said no one in Zion should say I am sick. Sometimes we need to pray for wisdom. Sometimes you need to pray to not procrastinate. You know, the Bible speaks in the book of Judges about the entire tribe of Reuben. An entire tribe was known for indecision. <laughs> we do not. I think we should check the scripture. It's an interesting scripture. And a whole tribe. A whole tribe. So it's possible it's a family thing that in our family we used to procrastinate. And you can check or you can check in decision from Kaliagash Nakato. And some things you won't know till you take stock. Some things you won't know till you take stock. So did anybody write anything? Okay, who wants to share? Hi guys. Okay, so it's funny that you should see all this because, like I said about the year that I've had, I was telling my friend, it's actually for my, I was telling for my this that like. I want to dedicate the next six months of my life to like truly work up myself. You get, and I know people like say like this whole BS, like, oh, I want to work on myself, but like really and truly I do. And I was like, I just, I didn't know where to start, if that makes sense. And I've been trying to use this past, I'm off work for like two, I have a two week break from work. I've been trying to use this past two weeks just to kind of gather my steps, if that makes sense. And particularly the career one, if you're confused about your career, you don't even know whether you like what you do. You don't know whether you want to continue, whether you want to move on. You don't even know where to start if you're going to find something else. How would you, um, you know, in that sense, how would you plan or move forward or improve? And yeah, and also just taking stock of your life and how you live day by day. How do you get to a place where you live intentionally each day? All right, uh, I'm going to answer your question, but I want us to read from Judges chapter 5. Just for fun, this is a very fun scripture. Judges chapter 5, I believe, is verse 16. Let's read message translation. He's talking about the tribes of Israel, Zebulun. He said, from Zebulun, high-ranking leaders came down. Issachar's princes rallied to Deborah. Issachar stood fast with Barak, backing him on the field of battle. They're talking about how the tribes joined to fight, right? But in Reuben's div division, 
there was much second guessing. Why all those campfire discussions? So they just so the the idea is that they just gather around the campfire. Some people will say let's go. Some people will say we will not go. He said, Ruben's divisions could not make up their minds. So let's go and join the war. Let's not go and join the war. Let's support. They were doing that deliberation till the rest fought the war, came back with victory, and made them there. Mm. Yes, so. So if you are a child in that place, one of the things you should do, since you can't denounce your tribe and join Naftali, is to say, me, all of you can be like this, but me, I will not be like this. You know, the Bible talks about Joshua and Caleb and said they were of a different spirit. We are not, we are not going to repeat these things. Sometimes when you take stock, you will see patterns like that and say, no, 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 no. This will not continue with me, hallelujah. I like the scripture. I just found the light two days ago. Um, <clears throat> living daily intentionally. So, first thing is that you need to do this thing, this stock thing, right? Um, there's a part of it that talks about your identity, who I am, what am I supposed to do with my life? If you don't have, my product said, if you don't have that answer in like two or three sentences, you have not known it yet. So, Sometimes that's where to start from. Why am I here? You know, Simon Sinek said, start with why. This is a whole book. I might even suggest you read the book. I might suggest you also read The Power of Vision by Miles Monroe to help. There's also another book by Miles Monroe that says, Discovering Your Potentials. Beautiful book. You should check these three out because God has helped those guys to distill plenty wisdom. You know, why we respect pharmaceutical companies is that it's too much work for us to enter the forest ourselves, cut this leaf, although it's not too much work for some of our ancestors, right? But in this day and time, where there's no even forest in Lagos, they've entered the forest, they've cut it, cut it, cut it. They've distilled it into small, small, small capsules. They can say, okay, just take this quarter, we'll be fine. So that's what these men have done with these books. There's purpose-driven life. Yes, beautiful book, 40-day plan. 40 day plan. By the time you are day 40, because you have followed through for 40 days, there's a habit that has now entered you into following things through day by day. And you can dedicate January to figuring it out first. Guess what? At the end of January, you may not have figured it out, but something will have happened. You will have shifted in where you were to a new place. And it could be a combination of four books. So part of what you can do by taking stock is to say, is to fractionize your time into things you want to learn. Uh, I can give you an example. So I can decide that on January, in January, I want to learn about purpose. In February, I want to learn about the Holy Spirit. By March, I want to learn about faith. Why? Because I noticed that I'm not attempting big things. Okay, I can look at my entire year and say, I did not attempt anything big throughout this year. I was just okay collecting my 85,000 from January to December. I did not attempt anything. And God help you. Maybe at the end of the year, we tell people to share testimonies. And then people are saying, I started a clothing line. I cannot believe it. I started, I left my job, started a catering company. I'm now, you know. And then you look at your own life. I didn't do anything. So it might be a faith problem, right? So I can say, in January, I want to listen to someone's on faith or I want to work on my faith or I just want to read biographies 
Biographies are powerful. I want to read about people who started from a place worse than I am now and got to a place better than I am now so that I can inspire some, you know, instill some sort of faith so that I can inspire me, right? So, what I'll suggest is dedicate a month, right, to figuring it out. I want to know exactly what I want to do with my life. Once you start from there, once you figure that out, you can now start to know the steps to take. Okay, this is what I should be doing now. This is the course I should be taking now. This is the kind of friends I should be making now. This is what I should be studying. These are the kind of organizations I will be looking at. These are the people that are already doing it. So I'm studying them. What did they do? How did they do it? What are they doing right? What are they doing wrong? That's how you know, it's line upon line, it's precept upon precept. So you don't get it all at once, but you must always be in a position where you know the next set of steps to take. And when you know those next set of steps, you cannot divide it into time. By the end of this week, I should have done this. By the end of two weeks, I should have done this. In three months time, I should have done this. That's how academics is possible. That's how I can say you can be a doctor in seven years because they've broken down everything you need to do and broken it down into week, month, day, time, hour. So as a medical student, day by day, you know, I should read this, I should attend this class, I should do this. By the end of one year, I have moved to here. I should do this, do this, do this, like that. So it starts from purpose. So that doctor at the beginning knows that I'm going to be a medical doctor. He already knows this is why I'm here. And that's the approach we need to have with life. This is why I'm here. So this is what I now need to do. This is the next step I need to take. So sometimes you need to talk to people. Sometimes you need to read books. Sometimes you need to listen to, read biographies, you know. But it starts with being intentional. Usually at the end of, it doesn't take too long to figure it out. It doesn't take too long to figure it out. Nelson wants to say something. I'm, I'm very excited. <laughs> Okay, uh, I just wanted to add something to the whole purpose thing to it. Um, okay, so this is how I see it from another perspective. Um, God gives us like tools, um, let me say, or equipment. For instance, if you have a hole, if you have a hole, if you have, for you know that you're supposed to be tilting something and um, it will take you to a point where you say, okay, I have a hole, what am I supposed to be doing with it? Okay, I can farm with this. Or for instance, let me use some of the things here. Well, I have a microphone, I have a drum set, I have a keyboard. You know, these are, these are tools, these are equipment, these are things around. So what can these things do? So the end product of having a keyboard, a drum set and a microphone, the end is to, produce music, yeah. you know. Yeah. So if you want, if you begin to check within yourself, oh, I, yeah. I, I think I know how to speak. I love, I know how to speak very well. I, I'm good at sports. I can just, okay, um, say a tennis ball, pick it up, and in five minutes, I know how to play tennis. Or when I just see a keyboard, I'm, you know, if you check within, you realize that there are some things that you have, some gifts, let me use that word, that you have inside, and those things will help you, will guide you towards something, and then you realize that, oh, the reason I have this, these things is to be able to do this, you know? And that's one way I've been able to 
Yeah, is yeah. is very on point. You know, I, one of the books I mentioned is "Discovering Your Potentials" by Miles Monroe. That book will help because sometimes the thing that God wants you to make the most use of, He has already deposited it inside of you, or at least in His raw form. And we will find that sometimes that is angles you towards what you should learn, towards the skills you should acquire, so that you can find relevant platforms to deploy the gift. So it is it, really a period of intentional study, really, and audits and self-examination. You discover, okay, these, these are the things that I'm angled towards. I think, okay. Okay, so on the purpose discovery journey, there's this piece of information. It might look very simple, but it's something that helps me, has helped me fully understand it. So I simplified it for myself. A lot of times people tell us, discover our purpose, and it's very confusing. We have no idea what it is. So I've been on that journey for a very long time. But I discovered that reading through the pages of the Bible, we all have the same purpose, everybody. So how I simplify this is just that we're here so people can get to know God and experience, experience God through us. That's why God put us here. So that's everybody's collective purpose. However, how we dispense that purpose is different. By the time I ask everybody here what their gifts and their talents are, you discover everybody's different. Toby speaks. <clears throat> Sorry. Ike drums, right? Even sings, he does voiceover. By the time each and every one of us ask ourselves, okay, I'm here to help people know God and for people to experience the dimension of God that I am. The next question is, this thing I can do, how can I use it to help people experience and know God? That's how I simplified it for myself. So everyone's purpose is the same, to help other people know and experience God what differs is our gifts, our talent, our experiences, our skill that we've picked up over the years, and then how we choose to package it to help people. I hope this helps. Right, I think Jeffrey wanted to say something. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's not an answer to anybody's question or anything, but I just um, wanted to contribute to what you said. Um, you listed out five items, six items, and uh, with your permission, I would like to add one more. By all means. Uh, number seven, have fun. So I say that because um, if you remember, I started by talking about how this year I learned to, I fell in love with myself, right? And um, one of my favorite scriptures is John 10, 10, where Jesus Christ says, I've come so that you might have life and have it in abundance. Like, above all, God actually wants you to live a life that is full, right? A life that you are not second-guessing yourself and comparing yourself with other people and um, what's it called, dwelling over the concept of figuring it out. I remember telling people about how my father told me in the kitchen one day that, oh, that, you know, he doesn't actually have it figured out. And I'm like, this is not the kind of thing you want to be telling your son. And I was like, no, that, like the way he has seen his life doesn't have, like a lot of things, he hasn't figured them out yet. But he doesn't understand why he's so at peace, why he's so content. And after then, I you know, pondered on it a bit, and I realized that we all, no one actually has it figured out in this life. 
dead or alive. The only person, Jesus Christ. And now why not be the way? Now why I only look up to God? <laughs> because it's true, nobody has, like, almost everyone has a sense of fear of dying, right? Because you don't, they don't want this life to end. Even those that don't have purpose. <laughs> don't know what their purpose is. Yeah, I, calm down. <laughs> okay, fine. But, but my, my point is that it, it took a lot of pressure off me. It took a lot of pressure off me to try and figure it out and just leave, rather. And what living looked like, um, one of the things that you touched on, which is relationships with God, with people. And I began to realize that I would actually... I was caught up with trying to impress people, trying to play to a script or a couple of scripts that people, my father, my mother, friends, school, Nigeria, the world had written out for me. And these scripts were not working. And I kept on looking for new scripts and they were not working. And I remember reading um, um, Revelations um, where he talked about how um, John was weeping, that nobody was able to open the scroll and read his content. And I didn't understand it, but after that, I heard God tell me that I have a that I myself, Jeffrey, you have a scroll, right? And only you can read that scroll, and you will read the scroll. And then He asked me, "What is your scroll saying?" Like God is asking me to tell Him what my scroll is saying, and it just humbled me, like it brought me down to my knees, and it made me understand that you know. I always tell children that God is a storyteller, like he's the best storyteller, and he actually wants you to listen to our stories, so our lives are us living. Wait, can I ask a question? Okay. So you said God is asking you to tell you what your school is saying. Is that a rhetorical question, like what does this mean when I know the answer, or you get to decide what your story is? So, um, so yeah, not in the literal sense, but like, this, like, it's a new day. Like, what are you going to do with all that you have been given today? It's just like how you have a child and you give the child toys. You can't tell the child how to play with those toys, but you are there watching the child, observing, seeing how they play, how they interact. God doesn't tell me how to, um, how to feel about something, right? But I tell him that this is how I'm feeling because it's a relationship and it's, it just makes me, like what Chuku said about being vulnerable, like I know that I have someone to talk to and then I look for that in people as well. So as much as I have a relationship with God, and I have a relationship with people and it makes my life fuller and richer and by virtue of having meaningful conversations with people and wanting to you know, be the better version of yourself, I've fulfilled my purpose of being here, which is also like what Maureen said, trying pointing men to God or being an expression of God. But yeah, have fun. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that. I've written it down. So you can take stock of your year. Did I have fun? Or I was just... <laughs> Sorry to add. Um, someone said something to me last year. The person was like, they actually don't want to be a Christian that is jealous of other people having fun, or they have fear of missing out, or they are like the other prodigal son, or the other the prodigal son's brother, like the actually the other sibling. Yeah, like they want to be a Christian and <laughs> have fun. Oh, yeah. Lord. When I heard that fear of missing out, the only thing that came to my mind was cryptocurrency, right? <laughs> so there is this thing they call FOMO, uh, make people to buy coin. Uh, it's already pumping. 
Sorry, I'm not giving financial advice. It's not trading. All right, so I like what he added, and I've added it. That's the seventh one. Am I having fun with my life? Am I happy? Or, you know, did I have fun this year? If I didn't make enough time to have fun, plan it next year. I want to travel. Go to... What is that? Say? Obudu Katu Ranch for no reason. Just go. Maybe you walk in an office where there's no leave. So, he, so that's one of the things to write letter. When you say Merry Christmas, you respond. I'm taking leave next year. Company will not crash, right? Yes. Because if I'm sick, it won't crash. So I'm, I'm sick. And it's only fun that can help me. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes, it's stress induced. Yes, I. I, I I, I, last week Sunday, I was in that room and I was telling Saladin that I need to take three to five days rest. I need to take three to five days rest. I was yawning at 12 o'clock on Sunday, on the Sunday that I went to church. It doesn't happen to me. So I knew that I was stressed out. Guess what? I, I Tuesday, I woke up with a banging headache and I didn't go to work till the end of the week. By Friday, I was fine. I didn't take any drug. I didn't take anything. I just kept sleeping, watching movies. And then I was fine. So, so it was just a, a payload of stress that had accumulated over a long time. And I couldn't do anything productive. I couldn't think. I couldn't work. I couldn't read. In fact, the scriptures I read in that time, I'm rereading them. Okay, so part of what I did, I wrote that. Yes, because it, it, no, it don't sing. Do you understand? Do you understand? Even the tongues I spoke those times, we need to examine them. It's God that's. It, it, God is just. Come here, look at it. I hear, I hear. Try. Sleep. Can't. Can't sleep. This communication is not helping. Have you, have you ever tried to force somebody to be awake? To talk to you, yes. you can do it to a point that I'm like, "Cause, cause, you know, you are not in the zone." So I like what he added, fun, because sometimes you can be pressured into trying to figure it out. Like he said, you can be pressured. It could be age, it could be peer, it could be other things. And sometimes in that pressure, you miss it. In that pressure, you miss it. It's supposed to come from a place of rest. Yes, you can have burden. You know, sometimes the best way eh, to feel this thing, to get this thing accurately, read the books, don't be under any pressure, spend time praying. Usually, God will start to furnish what we call burdens in your heart. You start to feel that this thing should change. And it's not born out of pressure. It's usually different from everything people are pressuring you to do or what you were pressuring yourself to do. You'll just be feeling it gently. And then the more you pay attention to it, the more it gets brought in. And it doesn't come with fear. It comes with a sense of responsibility, but there's no fear. And usually when you follow it, all the resources and the people will be aligning. Part of the sign that you are in that thing is that when you start it, help you did not look for or solicit for start to come. Because it's not your labor really, it's God's work. And it could be in any field. So that you don't think, so people don't think it's ministry or something. It could be anything. It could be in police, it could be in fashion, but things will just be aligning to it. So it's important to have fun. It's not as serious as the way I made it sound. <laughs> I have fun. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. But we are out of time. 
Very well, quickly. I also understand there's traffic, so maybe there's no need to rush. Very quickly. Um, and I, I really love everything that you were talking about, the relationships, the and finances. And the fun parts. We've added fun now. And the fun parts, of course. Uh, what, what else did we mention? The career, everything, everything. And I, you know, I used to look at people that seem to have these things together, right? Or And it's like, and you know how we all want these things, but we don't want to do the thing that actually gets us there. Like everybody wants a six pack, but nobody wants to diet and exercise. <laughs> do you get that kind of thing? And like, it's just slowly starting to dawn on me that these things, they cost something. And like the currency with which we pay to have these things is our time, our attention and our focus. And like, it's just, it's as simple as switching um, hmm. switching your lifestyle in that sense to putting that focus and attention on the things that you want and it's like what he said like the diligent what was it um, to me, what are you talking about the diligent something it's a scripture the plans of the diligent leads surely to abundance and advantage exactly like consistency over time equals results do you get what I mean just yeah all right I think well, you want to say something. Yeah, uh, one of the things that can help us is also looking at people that has made it possible. Or he said something about biography. So one of the stories that really startled me was um, W. F. Kumuyu's story. If you have time, you can go on YouTube to listen to it. How from being the most playful child in his class. He just woke up one morning and said, this holiday, I will be serious with my life. He wasn't a Christian. So that was why when he said diligence is not um, religion specific, that is it. So he, he wasn't a Christian. He hand copied all his notes and wrote his A-level, passed and everything. And he said, one thing that struck me, he said, even up till now, those habits have been consistent. He said, Sometimes he sleeps as early, I will not say as late, as early as up to one in the morning at the age of almost 80. So we realize, I just see that people don't just stumble into success. It's, for them it's a habit. I was watching the they were today and I was looking like, ah, this, these guys, they look quite strange, but it's, it's possible. It's possible. And God is helping us. First of all, like Pastor Tommy said, you have to believe first. That is the first thing, to have the mind that these things, the life you're looking out for, the life you want to live is possible. That's the first step. And then the next question is, how do I get to it? Thank you. All right. So you know that, um, like I started with the word greatness. You know, it's being hinted at, Let's say it's our area of greatness. It's a hint. It's a hint. Well, it's a good hint. This kind of hints I like. They say it's possible. Let's go and get it. That kind of thing. So, there's need. Okay. Now Isaac wants to say something. Please give him the. Okay. Uh, Nelson is giving. Yeah. So, um, I think also it's very important. I know you talked about um, relationship, right? Our relationship with people. Um, one of the things I've learned over the years, I think the past three years. I've been, personally, I've been in a kind of a transition within the past, between 2018 and now, on trying to figure out, not trying to reconfigure my relationship with people, right? 2018 and 2019 was a year I cut everybody off, right? Like, I literally said goodbye to all my friends and started building, now I started defining the value, 
right? I mentioned something the other time that I met Chinedu and um, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, right? Um, it means a lot to me, right? They might not understand, but 2020, I was supposed to start making new set of friends. Then I spent the longest time indoors um, after like six years, right? So I think another great thing that's very helpful is having friends that we can be accountable to. True. Accountability is very important. They wouldn't understand. They might not understand, but there, were, there was something that happened um, last month, November, and I just told him, I told Chinedu, and the next thing, they just called, hey, Alpha. They, they're just calling to check up, like, hope you're good. But to me, it's like, those things, if, those things you're supposed to do, just make sure you do them. Like, so because I know that they will call to check how are you doing now, how far about this, it puts me a kind of on my feet, or my toes rather, to get those things done, right? I know there's some promise I've made to them, like 2022, <laughs> these, are, these, are, these are the things I will not do, and these are, these are the things I would do, right? Yeah, sort of, it's, it's currently helping me and it's giving me the courage. I think I put on my status like two days ago, I said, no is the new buzzword, right? It's giving me the courage to be able to tell people no. Because I've said, I'm only going to do, I think four things I counted, right? I'm only going to do four things in 2022 and no more, right? So now I'm learning to say no, right? A lot of opportunities have come and I've said no. Because I realized something that not, we cannot, it's not possible for humans, it's not possible for us as humans to seize every opportunity that comes our way, right? Some of them are distraction. And if we don't identify the right opportunities we need to seize, we'll never seize the right opportunity that will get us to where we need to be, right? So accountability partners most of the times, as in, apart from measuring our, um, our relationship with people, we also need to have maybe, just like you talk about finances, this for this, this for that, which amongst our friendship, we need to have that segment of friends that can hold us accountable. Right, friends that are coming to share, they're not sharing their success stories with us to make us feel intimidated, right? I think recently I've been seeing things on people's status. Um, I started this year with, um, with, um, with um, iPhone 6 and I'm ending the year with iPhone 13. Personally, I don't see it as success. Uh, I don't see it as achievement, right? But again, it's, it's, um, I started this year without ABC skills. Okay, we, sorry, that's very important to me personally. No, no, it's, it's very it's good. key to me it's personally, good. right? It's, it's a so, good example. So yeah, um, I started, in fact, this is a real life example, right? I started this year um, reporting to the CEO of a company, like a one-man CEO business, right? But I think I'm ending the year reporting to a board of a C-suite, right? So what has changed? Between then and now, I think now I understand better how complex businesses, how a little bit more complex businesses work than when I just wake up one morning and I'm just waiting for, yes, yeah, the CEO that was talking to me at the beginning of the year, he's also a CEO that's talking to me at the end of the year, but I don't know if you, if you understand. So what it. are the new skill sets that I've actually gathered that help me do that, 
right? How comfortable I, am I now to talk to an investor on behalf of my company, like which I have not opportunity to do at the beginning of the year, right? So accountability partners make us, as in get us prepared for those kind of things. And yeah, so that's just. All right, thank you. Please clap for that. And he, he started to use examples that we can really relate with, right? But what, what I got from everything he said is that I need to be friends with Chinedu and Jeffrey. Yes. <laughs> All right, let us pray. Let us pray. The Bible says, many are the plans in the heart of a man, but it is the purpose of God that will stand. <laughs> Interesting scripture. So we are praying for alignment. Let, let the things I'm doing align with what you want from me. Um, Chine, uh, Jeffrey was giving an example and he said, God said, tell me what you are saying. You know, a, when God called Jeremiah, he said, he asked Jeremiah, what can you see? Jeremiah said, I see a, an almond tree. God said, you have seen well. Okay, so now go. Right, so sometimes we need to see well. We need to see what God is showing us. We need to hear what God is telling us. We need to do what God is empowering us to do. It's a waste of time to be graced for something. And then spend all your effort and your time doing something else. So we are praying for alignment. Lord, let my will align with yours. Let, you know, let the things I want to do align with your plans for my life. Let, as I work on these plans, as I take a stock, whatever I'm doing, let it be inspired by you. I don't want to labor like a fool. There's this song that says, show me things to come. The labor of fools weary them. Help me, help me, help me to find alignment so that they can say, and the rod of Moses became the rod of God, so that they can say, men joined themselves to David on a daily basis until the army of David was like the host of heaven. <laughs> the Bible says that a man prospered because he was marvelously helped by God. No me so I receive the gift of men like horses in the name of Jesus. The Lord directs my steps. My steps are ordered by God in the name of Jesus. I commit my ways to God and God establishes my thoughts in the name of Jesus. Idea. I receive alignment in the name of Jesus. I am I am aligned to what God wants me to do in the name of Jesus. I speak a word in due season. My tongue is like the tongue of the learned. He wakened my ear day by day telling me what to do. I hear a voice behind me saying this is the way and then I walk in it. In the name of Jesus, the Lord teaches my hands to war and my fingers to battle. God said, I the Lord, I will teach you to profit. I am taught by God to profit. I am in health. I prosper. 
even as my soul prospers in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless. Thank you.